This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed Embossed Up podcast. I am super excited about today's episode because we have a special guest. We have Mr. Edward R. Williams here, who is a financial expert, and he's going to be educating us on how to build wealth for beginners. So, Mr. Williams, I have to thank you first and foremost, because uh, my husband and I, of course, work with you on uh, just wealth building for our family. And I've learned so much about the foundational thing. And our son just turned one and it just made me feel so good as I'm planning this party and all these elaborate things to know that, yeah, he's going to have all the stuff, but his financial future is secure as well. And he's going to grow up and have something that we're leaving him. So he's not starting from ground zero. We're giving him a head start with his life. So I really just appreciate everything you've done for my family. And that's why I wanted you to come on the show because building wealth is something that's popular on social media. It's something that we hear a lot. Uh, everybody is a wealth expert online. I mean, we got quotes and Twitter pages for days, but I really just wanted to talk about the foundational things um, so that you can educate me and my listeners about how we can practically build wealth. So before I get into my first question, just tell everybody who you are uh, and what you do. Yeah, Edward R. Williams, father first, and I, I own Williams Financial Group, which is, is based in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Uh, all we do is we, we teach and educate our clients on, on income, on how to achieve just never-ending chains of income. So Tatum, listen, thank you for, for having me here today, because this is our mission. You know, this is my mm -hmm. mission. I love helping. And so thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with you a little bit before we get into the wealth. How did you even get into financial planning, financial education? What's your story? Yeah, so um, I grew up in inner city Baltimore and, you know, dad was a, a taxi cab driver and mom was a sports secretary. So we didn't really have such great means. And, and you know, my dad's idea of, of saving was probably just putting, putting money in his, in his socks and pockets. And so for me, that's what I grew up seeing. And that, that was our investing, all right? If you got money in your socks and pockets and you got monies in, in your refrigerator, then that was, you're doing well. Um, but later on, uh, we managed, they managed to scrape up uh, you know, enough money for me to go to school and apply for aid and, and that kind of thing. And I studied finances and um, went to undergraduate at Howard University, business school, University of Maryland. Got my first job out of college working on Wall Street. I worked for, for Merrill Lynch. Did investment banking in the, in the mergers and acquisitions group. So mm -hmm. I was a kid uh, coming out of college and, and just, yeah, I was, I was blessed to make the, the income that I did. But later on, I lost all of it. 
you know, lost every single dime, you know, and then I had to, I had to literally put together strategies for, for keeping it and, and learning how to invest. And so that was, that's pretty much what led me into opening my own company. That's awesome. So do you mind sharing what happened? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I, I worked in, in New York and then I, I got transferred to work internationally and I had all of the material possessions, right? I had all the, all the symbols of, of wealth, but I didn't really have any of the creations of wealth because every, every dime I made, I was, I was spending. Now, this, I was a kid, right? I was a kid making well over $100,000. And, you know, I'm, I had the, the, I was the dinners, the lavish dinners and the, the beautiful cars and the rooftop apartments. And um, I was a renter. I wasn't, I wasn't an owner. And um, one incident happened that made me just just look at myself and my dad, who's literally my hero. I mean, my, I, I, I love, I'll, I'll do anything for my dad. He, he got sick with, with diabetes and he had given me everything he had throughout his whole life. He, he, he's the reason I went to school. And so he got sick with diabetes, had to get hospitalized and asked us, asked me if he can, if I can help take care of mom. You know, if I can help him and, and help take care of mom while he's while he's sick. And I looked in my pocket and I I didn't have anything. I had mm -hmm. I had absolutely nothing, you know, and I'm, I'm looking around. I'm like, wait, I'm, I see this over here. I got this Rolex here and I, um, I got this this great Mercedes here. I got this Maserati. I got this this beautiful uh, rooftop apartment. I, I, I go out to, to dinners and I'm, I'm, I'm living internationally how come I can't help dad right now? Mm. What am I doing with my money? Mm -hmm. what you know, and, and that was, yeah, that, that literally, you know, that, that fueled, that fueled everything. That's good. I think a lot of people come to that point. It may not be that situation in particular, but a lot of people come to the realization to where I have a lot of liabilities, but where are my assets? Like life may happen and I have all of these things, but, where is the real stuff that I can be able to drop everything and help my family or a pandemic hits? What happens? My job is taken away. Where is the, I have the nice things, but where's the wealth to be able to sustain my family during this difficult time? And so I think that's so relatable for a lot of people. Can you talk though about what was step one? After you came to this aha moment, what was step one to building wealth? Yeah. So when I when I realized that I just wasn't in any type of position to to help my dad, um, step one is just taking accountability for that. You know, just mm -hmm. just looking at myself, and um, you know, putting pen to paper and saying, okay, where where are my finances going? And you can do that through just a, a budget or however you 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 choose to do it. My step one was just literally assessment. Where am I right now? I make this amount of income. I have these expenses. Where am I right now? Let me see if I can budget this out. So that, that's, that's first step one. You gotta, you gotta really have an honest assessment of where you are, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we like to think that we, we look good, but where are we on, on paper? So for the person, and we're going to get to audience questions later, but there was one that someone submitted, I think makes sense here. Once they get to that point where they see their income and expenses, how do they have that accountability to where they don't end up back in the same position? Because I think a lot of people's reasons why they don't have the level of wealth that they want is because they aren't disciplined in their money decisions. So how can somebody get rid of that poverty mindset or discipline themselves to where they can do the practical things to build the wealth? Yeah, what, what you're talking about is, is growth and growth is a, is a process. You're going to have, mm -hmm. but you, you've got to, you've got to always have a, a growth mindset. Um, what I did, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about, about what I did after I, I realized where I was, I, we call it something different. Now we call it the wedge, but when I, when I first got started, Tatum, I took a, I took a box and I, I had just like this empty box and I said, okay, let me put in this box, you know, some, some basic things that I currently have, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it was a combination of insurances, 
investments, and estate planning. And I said, all right, do I have disability insurance? Because if I get hurt, I'm sick or hurt, then I can't, you know, I can't provide, right? I can't provide for my household. Do I have basic disability insurance with my employer? Okay, I've got something, some statement here from my employer. Let me dump that in the box. Then do I have, you know, life insurance? Dump that in the box. Um, do I have health insurance? Dump that in the box. Whatever I have, even if it's some fraction of, a, of, of something, you know, do, do I have some investments? Okay, I um, had some Robin Hood stuff, some micro, you know, micro stocks and um, it's just some investment accounts. And that wasn't much, but I, I dumped that in the box. Okay, so I got some investments in here. Let me dump that. Estate planning, you know, do I have that? You know, like wills, durable power of attorneys. And I didn't have any of that, right? I didn't have any of that. So I, I put these things in the box and it showed me where I was. And I built this solution that requires a certain amount of insurance, a certain amount of investments, a certain amount of, of estate planning. And mm -hmm what I had and if I didn't if I was if I was deficient in an area then I would go out and, and just just get what I didn't have um, and then just strengthen it every single quarter you know I'm looking at my, my statements every quarter I mean I, it, it it fueled me it fueled me to, to build but the only reason that I, I had that epiphany is because other people counted on me you know sometimes we can we can be uh, just complacent and our own sloth. Right? Yeah. If you, your, if you got your dad and your 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 loved ones and your your you know your family counting on who needs you to be on your A game. So from then I took that box and just started strengthening it every single quarter, every single quarter, every single quarter, looking at it. Um, if I can add a little bit more into my investments, I would add a little bit more into my investments. If I could purchase a larger life insurance later on, I would I would purchase it. But you know, I just started very slowly. So I took that box of being my assessment. I knew where I wanted to be, right, which is the end destination. And then that box just gives me the game plan of just mm -hmm. build every single day, every single quarter, every single year. So that's what I that's what I did. I know it's, 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 un, you know, it's, it's not orthodox, but that's what I did. Now we teach it in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot better. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. You guys know I love Skillshare. I'm all about learning uh, different creative skills, growing and honing in on the skills that I have, and just finding new ways to get better and new things to get better at. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking a lot about finances, but a big part of that is mindset and being intentional. One of the top classes on Skillshare right now is called Document Your Life, Four Methods to Live More Intentionally. This one is a staff pick and it's taught by Nathaniel Drew, who is an online content creator. So if you want to be more intentional and more present and not just consuming so much content, definitely check this out and see if it's right for you. Do something today that you couldn't do yesterday with classes designed for real life. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com blessed and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com blessed to get a free trial of premium membership. Let's get back to the show. So what I'm hearing based off of what you said is that the first step is to understand how much money you actually have. So how much is coming in? where it's going and then after that plan for risk so if something happens to me is my family taken care of if not let me get some type of policy or whatever for that if i something happened as in dying let me make sure i have life insurance policy if something happens as far as um, being disabled and i'm no longer able to work let me make sure i have something for that if there is a pandemic or something goes on and i'm out of work let me make sure that i have enough savings to plan for that so i'm just trying to make it practical like i said as somebody who is very basic when it comes to this but um you, i know you said that that was an unorthodox way where you had the boxes but i think the method is pretty simple and easy for anybody to pick up yep it first so, where you are 
right? And after you understand where you are, the second phase of any, any type of planning is to make sure that you don't go backwards from where you currently are, right? And, and you do that with, yeah, putting the, the protection in, in place. And then once you got that locked and loaded, then yeah, you can build everything else. So you said it, you said it beautifully. That's good. That's good. Okay. So one thing that I really appreciate about you and your company is your attention to the church community because churches, I don't hear too many churches talking about building wealth. I hear churches talk, of course, a lot about um, tithing, uh, prosperity gospel is a big thing, but I don't see many churches that are really talking to the congregation about the foundations of building wealth. So what was it that stood out about the church community that you wanted to focus on that when it came to your business and educating? So I was raised in the church. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's first. I think that, you know, what I've understood over the over the years is you have to you have to give always give back always give mm -hmm. back. and since I was raised in a church I saw my family really relying upon with how the church can help in and and dire situations and so now since I have certain luxuries I can I can pick and choose the the markets that I, I want to help. I can pick and choose the markets that I'm, I'm most passionate about. When I was work, when I was doing investment banking, I didn't, I didn't have those luxuries. If someone didn't have, and it, back then, I don't know what it is now because I've been out of that field for a while, but if someone didn't have $300,000 uh, to start, I mean, I couldn't even work with them. You know, this mm -hmm. was minimum like and so just think about the type of people who just got 300 grand laying around right mm -hmm. got 300 grand around laying around they get all these these you know great tools these great tools to help multiply that 300,000 into into millions but the people who don't have that land around who do they who do they get you know they they get the 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 people who are you know most of the time barely even licensed right they get the people who um, might not have such ammunition behind them. And, and so they, they, they aren't destined for that, that greatness, that same greatness that, that that other client who had that cushion of money is, is getting. So being a man of, of, of faith um, first, after I, I left that field, I, I thought about who I wanted to serve most. Which group am I most passionate about? And then I, I, it was an easy decision for me. I came back to the to the churches and knocking on doors, and I'm saying, "Hey, look, who do you guys have uh, managing your your finances? Who's who's helping you?" And what I what I found was, um, you know, we a lot of our churches have it's tons of work to do, tons of work to do with getting quality guidance, and that's that's where we've we've um, stepped in and just tried to to serve and and, and give back. That's good. And even from a business perspective, I think a lot of people stay really stay away from working with faith based communities because it's that misconception that they don't have the money to pay for certain services. And so it was seen to me that it would be risky for you to uh, build this business and have a target audience that's churches. So did you um find any like feed like uh, not feedback but any pushback or uh was it difficult to build the business working with this demographic um yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and only for certain reasons right i mean mm -hmm. uh, with 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 faith-based community i mean it comes in all types uh, sizes and colors right you can't yeah. you choose who you who you who you want to help i mean as you mentioned you get the yeah you get the um the well-established and then you get the ones who, who aren't established at all um and what i found is it's a it's a lot before you can go in and start talking about the different types of financial tools to use you have to explain to them why they aren't further down the line you have to explain to them mm -hmm why they're bleeding. You have to explain to them, hey, listen, I know you don't know what you don't know, but I can't have you sitting in this position because this is a bad position. Mm -hmm. And they might not believe you, right? So then mm -hmm. you have to change mindset. 
So we added on a certain dimension to our, to our practice of uh, motivation and personal development and just really transforming mindset first mm-hmm. before we can sprinkle in all the, the financial solutions. So that was, that was the challenge. When you're, when you're helping such a broad demographic of the faith-based community, you're getting the, you know, the, the, the very savvy and you're getting the not so savvy at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge has been um, helping the entire group. Right. Because, uh, you know, you get you get some who just, yeah, they 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 need you to help with that with their mindset. That's good, because I think mindset is something just the regular person, especially when it comes to the black community. I believe that mindset is a huge hurdle that we have to overcome before even getting to build wealth. I remember when I was growing up, um, only thing I was taught was don't get a credit card. <laughs> but then <laughs> when it was time to go get a car, they were like, well, you don't have credit. And I was looking at my father like, well, hold on now. You told me <laughs> don't get a credit card. They telling me I need credit. What? What happened? So so it looks like I was supposed to get something at some point. Um, or, or even, especially with like social media, we see a lot of people build brands with influencers and things like that off of flash and designer labels and nice cars. We see people who have taken these PPP loans and bought all the Maseratis and the Ferraris as opposed to putting the money where it was supposed to go. Um, But what are some mindset shifts that you've noticed um, in particular with people that you worked with or some things that you've taught them that have allowed them to go from that consumer mindset to a wealth mindset? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just give you some examples that I can, I can think of. Um, Pre-COVID, when we were hosting clients in our, in our offices, I remember, you know, when we started, we initially just started serving the faith-based communities. And one person in particular, not going to mention any names, but one person in particular, um, she came in the office and she was she was so confident and and she's like look yeah I, I make this amount every every year um, it was I believe it was around one hundred fifty thousand maybe almost two hundred thousand I make this amount every year um, you know I got these things and and I am I am golden now I just want you to help me get even further along down the line right of of growth and so we, we looked at her, her materials and um, she had this beautiful Lexus Lexus car. And then I saw that she also had a, a landlord. And I, I asked her, I said, okay, can you, can you tell me, now I made the same mistake as well. How is it possible to have a Lexus and a landlord? You know, like, don't, don't like, what does that, does that, does that go hand in hand with you? I mean, I, how do you, how do you feel about that? Right. And I, so how much longer are you going to live in your, your apartment? Oh, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 years. Like I got a beautiful place. I mean, it's, it's downtown in a Harbor. I'm looking at the water and I said, wow, how this sounds so familiar. All right. And so this was, this was a mindset that I had to explain to her about ownership. I had to explain to her, um, that it's, you know, yeah, these things are, are great, but you, 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 I've had to explain wealth. Right before I, before I got into the church community, before I started working with the faith-based communities, I was I was uh, I was helping a lot of corporate executives and small business owners. Their mindset uh, was a little bit different than some of the faith-based communities. Right when they when they came to me, and um, what I found is these guys are, are planning for three and four generations ahead. Mm-hmm. You know. They're setting their, their great-grandkids up. You know, I'm talking to baby boomers money. You know, they're setting their great-grandkids up. And then when I immediately started working with the, with the church communities and the faith-based communities, um, it was only a certain group of them, not all, because, right, it, it's, it's, it's so diverse. But I realized that people were planning for, they wanted to plan, you know, not three and four stages ahead, but probably in the near future, for Saturday night. You know, they're like, okay, let's let's set some planning in, in place for Saturday night, not three and four stages ahead. That was completely foreign for them. And so this was, yeah, this was just examples of, of mindset shifts that, that needed to happen. This episode is brought to you by Public. How fitting that in this particular episode, we're talking about building wealth. 
Public is an investing social network where you can buy stocks for any amount of money and share ideas with a community of investors. I really love public because when I was looking to invest in the stock market, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know anything about the stock market, where to buy, when to sell, what companies to invest in. But what I think is particularly interesting about how public does things is that it's bigger than investing. It's a community of like-minded people. And so I get to be a part of conversations about investing, about different companies in the stock market that I'm not getting in my day-to-day life. I recently put some money into a company on public and they are explaining exactly what the wins and losses means, how many shares I'm having. And so it's not just me being put into this foreign world, but it's actually explaining what's going on. And like I said, I get to be a part of these conversations and it's getting me excited about what to invest in next. The app is free to use and there's no account minimums to get started. With fractional investing, you can buy slices of stock at any amount of money versus the full shares. So you can get started with as little as a dollar. Public.com is creating a new, more inclusive culture for investing. When they say that they want to open the stock market to everyone, they mean everyone. The Public.com community is made up of 40% women and 45% people of color. Go to public.com slash BBU to follow me on public.com and see what I'm investing in. You can start investing today, you guys, with just as little as $1. You'll even get a free slice of stock when you join. Just go to public.com slash BBU to download the public.com app. Valid for U.S. residents 18 and older. Subject to account approval, see public.com slash disclosures, not investment advice. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. So if you're a busy person who wears many hats, it's sometimes hard to research and make appointments with in-person counselors. And you might find yourself not going at all because that level of convenience isn't there that fits your lifestyle. But with BetterHelp, they'll connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's as convenient as it gets. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. BetterHelp is available worldwide. So wherever you are on the globe, they are here for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything that you share is completely confidential. You can start communicating with your therapist in just under 24 hours. Best of all, it's truly an affordable option. And Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. You simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. That's good. That's good. Um, I think when me and my husband first met you, we had to definitely have a mindset shift as well because one thing you told us, you were like, I mean, you guys have a good amount of money coming. Where is it going? And we were thinking like, well, where is it going? Food, um, <laughs> mostly food, us just doing whatever we want to do. You know, we want to go travel this place. We want to go. And it, we really, after talking to you, sat down and was like, okay, we're having a good time here. But <laughs> in order for, and at, and at the time, I think our son was like a couple months old. So it was really that much more important at that time because we were now starting a family and it was bigger than us. And so we had to really talk and be like, okay, we having fun and all, but we need to figure out how we're making sure that he's taken care of and his kids are taken care of. The Bible even says like a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So we need to make sure that we're just not out here going wherever or whenever and we're, we're actually planning. So I think that mindset shift is just so, so, so key. So I do want to ask you, like I said, I posted on my Instagram yesterday if anybody had any questions about building wealth. And this is probably... Ask them all. These are probably the most questions I've ever gotten. (laughs) I got my water here. I'm sitting back. I'm relaxed. 
<laughs> yeah, so I know we have like some limitations because um, just your license. So we want to make sure that you stay that way. So if any question that I ask that we have to move on, just say, we got to move on and I'll go to the next one. I'm going to try to address everything. I just, I'm, I'm happy you stated that. So I am a fiduciary, right? A fiduciary is someone who is held to higher standards than general public or, or general licensed individuals, right? And so um, when you're talking about investments, you know, it is a certain type of suitability requirements. And so it's not one size fit all. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give very general advice. And, and if anyone wants more specific advice, then maybe you can uh, introduce them to my, you know, my, my Instagram page and they can mm -hmm. they get back to my website. They can, they can come and I'll, I'll address it directly. Okay, cool. Yep, I'll make sure we have like your website in our show notes. Um, and then you're tagged here so they can just click on your page whenever. Perfect, perfect. So the first question is, what should be done when it comes to building wealth? What should be done independently? And then when do you consult a professional? Okay. Um, oh, independently. I mean, you always want to save as, as, as much as you can. You don't need a professional to, to tell you that you need to save. So ideally, you want to spend less than you make. <laughs> Put a little side, a set, set, set aside a little bit for for uh, emergency money, right? Mm -hmm. After that, then you 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 try to invest what you what you currently have so that you can you can start multiplying, right? So you can start multiplying your your money. So um, professionals, what they do is guys like myself. I mean, we just study the markets always, you know, all the time. We look at trends. We we, we analyze um, our client and, and what their needs are. And then we just try to find the, the, the right pieces, the right pieces to, to, to give them. But before that, I mean, you can save on your own. You can save on your own. That's good. I remember uh, we talked recently about, and this is actually a question um, that someone had about building up retirement for me as a full-time entrepreneur. And you were telling me my options and what, made me exhale and feel like I did something right is that we save. So the option having money <laughs> is a lot better than starting with no money. So, <laughs> so as far as where to go, we're going to now be in a better position once we start because we save the money to be able to get started. So saving was the first step that I did um, when it came to the business side. And I'm glad I did because I didn't know what I was saving for or why, but I knew that I needed to have money in the bank. Um, but that leads into the next question, though. What is a good way uh, to start a retirement fund for entrepreneurs? For entrepreneurs, okay. Um, so if you're an entrepreneur, you probably don't have the benefits of employer plans, you know, the 401ks and the 403bs, 457s. And so you got to do that on your own. So you can, you can open up a an IRA on on your own. You can you can open up uh, if you're a, you know entrepreneur. You might want to open up a um, a SEP. It's a, a simple employee pension plan. Um, you know these things are used for you know funding retirement. So that when you when you get to that that end of the road and you're ready, you want to you you know you want to retire and just live the live the fantastic life, then you have that that bucket of money over there for you um, if your investments are, are selected properly. So these are just tools that you can and entrepreneurs can use. I you know Roths, traditional IRAs, uh, SEPs. Um, some can do it the unconventional way and save up money in a in a, in a life insurance plan. Um, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's numerous ways. I, I just threw out a few. Gotcha. Okay. The next question says, what's the best way to deal with debt consolidation on a fixed income? Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> that's a great one. So if you got a fixed income, that means that you're getting only a set amount of money every single month, right? So you every couple of weeks, you're getting this, this thing. So that, this set money. So that's not going to change. Your, your, your fixed income is not going to change. What do you think can change, right? Maybe expenses. Kids, they don't need that PlayStation. They don't need that, the, the, the eating out, you know, cook your, cook your own meals. So if you got a fixed income, there's only one thing that can happen, right? You've got to cut your expenses. This is not, this is not a secret sauce. There's no, 
um, there's no magic that can happen. If you just, you're only going to make this amount of money every single month. So the only thing that you can adjust is your expense. Or make more money, right? I mean, these days you could drive or Uber, make, sell right. some stuff or online. Make, fixed. You told me fix. I mean, of course, I would like to say, all right, yeah, let's go out and make more money. But if you got a certain amount, then you got to work mm -hmm. with, you got to start where you are. All right, I'm going to repeat this sentence again. Start where you are. Don't just say, all right, I'm going to go out and get a new job, and then I'm going to start planning and start building then, and I'm going to get this new promotion. No, start where you are. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, so the next question is, how do you build business credit? <sighs> that Yeah, I'm, I can't, you know. I can't answer that because they got to You can consult with a, a tax professional. I mean, it's so many different. Um, that's not. We grow money. We grow money. We aren't. We aren't credit professionals. Got it. Yeah. Next question is: What type of habits should someone incorporate in their daily life to start building wealth? Hmm. Wow. That's 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 great. Um, you know, I showed this, I showed this uh, statistic in a, in a lot of our seminars. I think just, just the habit of, you know, trying to put away something, even if it's a dollar, you know, trying to put away something every single month, every single week, every single year, however often you can, putting away something. And if you have a problem of swiping out, then put it into a vehicle that you can't easily touch. You know, put it into a vehicle that, hey, look, I, I, I got this dollar. Let me put it in, put it in here so that I can, I can have this for later. And this one, I'm going to tell you an interesting fact that I tell a lot of our um, attendees who come to our seminars. If you just simply save $1 a year and you let it double, right? So you can, one, one year you're going to save $1. The next year you're going to save $2. The next year you're going to save $4. You just let that dollar double and you just keep saving that amount every year. One dollar doubled every year for 20 years equals over a million dollars. One dollar really? doubled. I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you these uh these numbers. In fact, when we get off, I'm gonna send you the the uh the sheet. One dollar doubled every year for 20 years equals over a million dollars. So how does the, the dollar double? Well, is you, that the type of account? Well, well, no, you're, you're building momentum. You're saying, it's not, we're not talking accounts. We're not talking about putting okay. it in a type of vehicle. We're just talking about starting, right? Starting where you are and building that momentum. How I had my box when I first started, and I was looking at my box almost, you know, often, as often as I can, seeing, all right, um, I got this paper, and, and this is my will, and I'm, I feel good now. You know, I feel good now. I'll let that fuel me to the next step. Right, just start. Just dump, dump it. Put a dollar in a, in a in a bank account. You know, next next year, put two dollars. Just build whatever type of momentum you can. But a dollar every year for twenty years equals over a million dollars. That's good. I like that. Someone else asked about um, CDs, and I like that you said start with you are where you are because I remember uh, when I first got pregnant. That's when wealth was really on my head. Like. Okay, what am I finna do? Like I had this business, yeah, cool, 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 but we need to make sure we have other things too. And so I went to my bank that I was banking with and I was like, I think I wanna open a certificate. And they were like, okay. And they showed me all the options and I was like, okay, I chose the option. Um, and I think I did the quickest one. It was like a year, 3% or something like that. I was like, okay, how much do I need to put in? So I put money in. I was like, all right, well, let's just see what happens. So all of my friends and family were asking like, well, what is the baby? What do you need? Da, da, da. I said, well, here's his account for his certificate. Just put money in there. You know, we, we can afford the basic necessities for his life, but put money in a certificate. He doesn't need that many toys. So they, um, and so that's what everybody did. And so once we were able, once he was born and we took a policy out on him, we were able to use the money from our certificate and the interest that it accrued and paid off like the premium for the year. I was like, oh, this was kind of cool that we were able to, to do that. I didn't know what I was doing. I just saw, well, if I put some money here, they said it's going to make something. Well, let's just see. It was due for a year. I think I put like $500 in there. I'm not going to crumble if I lose $500 or if I just get $500 back. So let's just see. So that was really helpful. Um, and it was kind of cool for me to just see how that worked out. But 
I think that just is a good step to, um, or just a good example of starting where you are. Like you don't have to be a financial expert, just try stuff. And that worked out for me. This episode is brought to you by Felix Gray, the blue light glasses that started it all. Five years ago, Felix Gray realized that our eyes weren't meant to look at screens all day and designed glasses to make daily screen time more comfortable and the workday more productive. Felix Gray lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes and disruptive to sleep. You guys know I wear glasses and so I have these really cute Kepler Felix Gray glasses that are not only cute, but they're able to relieve the symptoms that I feel because I look at a computer all day. So some major blue light sources for somebody like me who's always at a computer. We have sore neck, shoulders, and back. If you're on your phone a lot, you may feel sore, tired. You may have itchy or watery eyes. And so not only will you get a, a beautiful pair of frames, you're also able to make your life and workday a lot more comfortable. Felix Gray offers classic frame styles made from acetate and hand finished for a durable, lightweight, and really comfortable pair of glasses. Blue light lenses come standard starting at $95 or at your prescription at checkout starting at $145. If you can feel your screen time or if you're not sure if blue light glasses are right for you, start with the best in blue light, try Felix Gray. With their 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose but eye strain. And like I said, in my case, the sore back, neck, and shoulders. Get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for modern, hardworking eyes. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash blessed for the best blue light glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G. R-A-Y glasses.com slash blessed. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. Felix Gray glasses.com slash blessed. Let's finish off the show. Yeah, start where you are, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Indeed. And I noticed, I noticed that you, you, you said finna. I was like, well, I haven't heard that word in a long time. <laughs> We're real relaxed around here. I'm fit to do this. I'm a fit to do that. Like <laughs> so um, someone else said, a lot of these questions are the same. Someone said, uh, in this time period, I guess because of COVID and the real estate market and things of that nature, would you recommend investing in a home right now or stocks? Why is it either or? So an investment can be Investment is just literally you, you know, putting your money into something, expecting a, a, a higher return than what you put in. Um, and you assume a certain amount of risk and, and, and that kind of thing. So I don't know why it should ever be a, a, a choice between um, different types of investments. Again, I don't know that situation, so I can't, I'm, I'm not going to advise, I'm not doing any advising um over the live but uh you know i if if you know if they want me to answer that in more detail then just just give me a call because again i gotta know their situation to say all right um maybe you guys might need some more tax-free income here so let's let's put this into a a tax-free uh vehicle or or maybe you know what um you guys got too much cap gains here and so anyway just tell them to call me tell them yeah to call yeah me. And I highly recommend any of you guys listening to call because I really appreciated that when we worked with you that it wasn't just this umbrella theories of how anybody under the sun can build wealth. It was, this is what y'all got going on. And this is how you guys could build a better situation for yourself. So just that the way that everything was customized for us, I really appreciated. Um, so someone else had asked about, and this is actually a mindset question. What do you do when the debt feels overwhelming? That's yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that happens often, right? Where, you know, it's just like, you just got, you feel like you're carrying this, this, this huge gorilla on your, on your back. And I, I, I've always, you know, I think about this, this quote that I heard um, years ago and, and literally just taking it one step at a time, you know, mm -hmm. to 
come up tomorrow, just taking it one step at a, at a time. Uh, we all have debt, right? We put ourselves there, but just take it, take it one step at a time, maybe pay it the next month, add a little bit, pay a little bit more on that, on that uh, interest, you know, try to get that paid off a little bit, just taking it one step at a time. And I know that sounds easier than, 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 you know, than, than what it really is. But, you know, you'll, you'll be surprised once you, I think it was John Maxwell, who talks a lot about the, the, the big mo theory, all right? The big mo theory, momentum, momentum. You're taking it one step at a time and you're putting that dollar in a bank account and you're like, okay, I'll put a dollar in a year, next year, $2, momentum. Just ride that momentum. And you got to have people in your circle encouraging you as well, mm -hmm. right? So who, who are you, who do you associate with? You know, who's your, who's your team? Who's your advisors? Who's your, your, yeah. I mean, you got to all, motivation is a constant thing because it's short lived, it's short lived, mm -hmm. right? So that you put um, resources in place so that you don't lose it. And that's what I, I, I talked about a lot in my, in my book, Wealth Building for Beginners. I talked a lot about making sure that you have these checks and balances in place so that you don't lose that momentum and you can make it to the, to the finish line. That's good. That's good. And I, and I think a lot of, especially with that mindset, a lot of it also depends on what you feed yourself. Like, what are you feeding this burden that you feel? Because even with like media, everywhere you go, somebody is trying to convince you to do something, right? We get in the car, you hear the ad on the, the station, you hear the conversations on the radio station, you listen to the podcast, you hear ads, you hear the perspective of whoever the podcast is, you cut on the TV, you see these commercials, you see billboards, like the, they're like these media conglomerates, they control 90% of what we see and hear. And a lot of that really fuels our emotions and our feelings. And then you add social media on top of that. When you're scrolling, there's so much. It's like just overload of everything. Uh, yeah, every day, everywhere you go, just consumption, consumption, consumption. You know, mm -hmm. even consumption, social media consumption. It's just like, it's like, wow. Okay, when do we when are, when are we actually producing? When sometimes it's, it might not even be our thoughts anymore. But yeah, mm -hmm. you, you get the nail right on the head. I yeah. agree. And if we filter what we allow to, you know, enter into our ears and our eyes, I think that'll help too. Just if you're not constantly seeing everybody doing better than you and every brand being built or whatever, and you're just focused on your one step at a time, I think it becomes a lot heavier. I mean, a lot less heavy, excuse me. You're one step at a time. That's a postcard right there. <laughs> one step at a time. Uh, this is a great question for our parents. Someone said, how can I teach my child about finances now? Oh, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, kids, you know, when you're, when you're young, you, you typically have this, this approach that, yeah, you know, you're gonna live forever. You know, it's really no sense of urgency to to do it now because I got time, and so you just end up kicking the can down the road. One of the things that, and I don't recommend everyone do this, right? This is completely up to you. I don't recommend anyone. I'm not recommending anyone do this. I'm just gonna tell you what I did. So with my with my son, um, with my with my firstborn son, um, you know, I I started a a, a life insurance plan for him so that because life insurance when you pull money out of a life insurance plan if you satisfy the requirements you can pull that money out tax-free all right um and when i when he was younger you know i i, I set this up when right when he was born not because i thought he was going to die but because that money grows tax-free and, and compounded interest and dividends if you invest it with the right company he'll be able to pull out a, a, a king's hands, like just a handsome return, right? So it's, and so that was important for us to set up. Not only that, um, but for our other kids, I mean, we set up Roth IRA accounts and, and, and that sort of thing. So with kids, you know, you can't, mindset, I mean, they've got to they mature to a certain level where they want to do it. So then what we did, we just did it for them until they get to that level where they can appreciate it and they, they know that they want to build on their own. So parents out there, do it for them now. If they can't appreciate it later, they will. Mm -hmm. uh, they will, because I was a knucklehead earlier. Now <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm counting the pennies. People think I'm, I'm so tight. I just, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, great question, by the way. Great question. 
So when the kids do then get old enough to understand, what do you pull out all of the statements and go over it with them? Or when they start getting their allowance, do you play bank and have them pay their taxes and their rent or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of all of the above, all of the above. Um, you know, you can you can transfer assets over to them um, and let them know that this was this was prepared for them, and so they have been. An obligation to prepare this for the next, um, and then create that that generational wealth. You know, so yeah, all of all of the above. That's good. Okay, so a lot of these questions we've already covered. So, is there anything else that is nobody got anything else from this conversation? What would you say would be the one thing that you want everyone to walk away with, so that they can start building wealth today? Start where you are. Mm -hmm. Start where you are. Wealth building for beginners. Start where you are. Don't try to be anyone else. You know, just start work with what you have and start growing out your stuff. That's it. That's my that's my message to everyone. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing your knowledge, for going live on Instagram. Um, just let people know where to find you and how to reach out to you when they want to have those one on one conversations. Yeah, so my my Instagram, you can you can add me with uh, it's Edward R Williams, right? So the the handle is is we we abbreviated it, so it's it's E D W R Williams, all right? E D W R Williams, E D W R Williams on all platforms, uh, social on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, all, all that stuff. And our website is not abbreviated. You got the whole word Edward R Williams. And now, if you want to call us, give us a call. Give us a call. Um, our number is 888-7-RETIRE. All right? 888-7-RETIRE. Where can people get your book? So you can you can get it in, in Target and Barnes & Noble. Um, you can get it in, in Walmart. Walmart has it. Uh, if you don't want to leave the house, Amazon. You know, go, go. You can get it online. You know, I like for people to walk in the stores because they get they, they have the little podium there. They see our books. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> If you want to, you can always grab it on Amazon. Um, the name of the book, again, is, is Wealth Building for Beginners. All right. And on the 25th, on the 25th, the New York uh, Times is coming out with an editorial. I'm not going to spoil it, but I want everybody to check this out on the 25th. The New York Times is coming out with an editorial on our company. So, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap for my interview with Edward R. Williams from the Williams Financial Group. Make sure that you guys check out the show notes for the link to his, his book, his website. You guys, I can't stress enough the importance of taking the steps to building wealth. Reach out to Mr. Williams and his team to get started on your retirement or anything involving building wealth for you and your family. It's a necessity. Don't think that you can't afford to. Don't think that it's out of your league or that it's something that's unobtainable. It is. So go to his website, edwardrwilliams.com. The link is in the show notes and I'll see you guys next week.